welcome to the Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. I'm a stroke survivor and grateful recovering alcoholic. Today, I'm going to talk about what does balance mean to you? Living a balanced life is different for everyone. To me, physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being alongside what I learn in my sobriety program, which is love, unity, and service, is balance. So what does balance mean to you? I thought balance for the longest time was how much time you spend at work and how much time you spend with your family, you know, work-life balance. I didn't really consider that balance actually happens inside us. When I was drinking, I was balancing how to drink uh, full-time while I was having a full-time job and balancing full-time drinking while I was being a full-time mom, um, girlfriend, daughter, sister, So I just really didn't even think about it, honestly, what balance was. I hear everybody always talking about work-life balance. And I, I, you know, I was drinking too much to even think beyond what anybody was just saying, you know. So balance is personal and it depends on each one of us, uh, our goals and environmental factors. And when we're constantly moving the goalpost on ourselves, it's difficult to find balance. And by this, I'm referencing um, some of the stuff that I talked about this week. Uh, This idea about what we're willing to do to reach our goals. I talked about what we're willing to do to get sober, for example practicing acceptance in order to reach uh, a point of serenity and happiness. And I've talked about values several times. And again, my values are communication, health, and learning. And when I have these intrapersonal goals and boundaries, and values, and all that stuff that I was thinking, like all of this stuff that I have is the same thing that somebody would build for a company. You know, if you're running a company, you're building these types of strategies, you know, like what defines your identity as a company, And I think it's important to identify all that stuff for myself, you know, my identity, what are my goals and my values? Um, What is my vision for myself? You know, I haven't even talked about vision yet. But um, once I really spend some time thinking about goals, boundaries, values, then I can work on balance, you know, and that again is for me, 
physical, emotional, and spiritual, all of these three things um, are the three components that make up balance for me. So <laughs> I was, I was, you know, doing what I normally do, listening to articles, listening to YouTube videos, and I was trying to look up balance, like life balance, inner balance. And if you just try to Google balance or life balance, it always has work beside it, work-life balance. And I thought, that is sad, is what that is, because what I want to talk about is inner balance. And that shouldn't have anything to do with work. Our balance should not have to do with any of that shit that we add to our lives. You know, those are just things we do. So this stuff like work-life balance is one, you know, work-life balance shouldn't be any more significant. Going to work shouldn't be any more significant than fitting going to the gym into my life or, uh, you know, and, and they don't come up with these TED Talks or anything about gym life balance or food life balance or sleep life balance, you know, and these are what should be most important to us. But instead, there's so many things online about work-life balance. Um, and it's really, I, I guess I'd never looked into it before. It's kind of astounding to me that we pair those two together as if they are equal and opposite of each other that create, that we can form balance. It doesn't make any sense to me uh, the more I think about it. And balance needs to be attained just in life. And, and that's why I call it the physical, emotional, and spiritual components. When you have the serenity and happiness then and that balance, it is carried within you wherever you go. Whether you're going to work, whether you're going to the gym, you're eating, you're sleeping, you're, whatever you're doing, that balance exists before you stick other things into your life. It's life balance. So the balance is inside us, not where we spend our time in our environment. One of the things I learned after I began uh, to feel that feeling of serenity that I talked about um, this week after I worked the steps of my sobriety program, one thing I learned is that nobody can take my serenity from me. I have to hand it over to them. And I choose not to do that ever. And this was important to me in the beginning of sobriety as I was facing lots of interpersonal challenges. When I got sober, you have to, you know, I, I had to go through these 
making amends to people and and really looking at my relationships. And that's where um, it gets challenging in the beginning of sobriety to to look at our relationships and address them, like take action. And it can sometimes get frustrating, but there's this feeling of serenity that eventually will start to kind of peek its head through, kind of like the sun peeks through the clouds. But the more it takes a lot of, you know, cleaning out that dark place, for me, at least, uh, that's when that started to shine through. And so I wanted to talk about my three components that make up balance for me and then um, turn it over to you to try to think about that, you know, think about what are the components that that create balance for you. And again, I'm not talking about work-life balance. Balance doesn't have anything to do with work. It has to do with what's going on inside of you. So number one is the physical component. So before I got sober, I've talked about how I was underweight. Um, I didn't move. There was no no exercise or anything. Um, I had uh, TMI, bad hygiene. You know, I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't taking care of my my teeth, uh, anything. Um, and I was very stressed all the time, like anxious all the time. Um, and, and I, the reason why that applies like physically to me, that kind of crosses over emotional and physical for me, but it caused a lot of shaking. I was like visibly trembling all the time. Um, I tried to hide it, but um, if you asked me to hold a cup of coffee or something, you would have seen that that I couldn't do that. Um, and my stomach was awful. My stomach was absolutely terrible. And um, I'm sure, I mean, I don't know. I never got diagnosed with anything in my stomach, but I had this... 20 minute rule and I would kind of joke about it but in retrospect it's it wasn't a joking matter I mean I I had to be near a bathroom within 20 minutes of eating anything because it would just all leave me um and so I was just so physically unhealthy and to tackle this physical side when I got sober, you know, that's that's where I had to first, of course, put down the drink. And when I stopped putting alcohol in my body, my medication slowly began to start working. Um, I had been taking this medication for years. They had tried different medications. Um and it wasn't until I stopped drinking that, you know, surprise, surprise, the medication started working. So that trembling started to dissipate. Now, that trembling was also part of withdrawal. 
So uh, I was a lot of these physical um, sensations I was having were from withdrawal as well. In addition to just not being, uh, not having the right nutrition in my body and stuff like that. I mean, I barely ate. I think I had um, a piece of bread and an apple in the mornings. And then at like midnight at night, I would eat one of those dollar frozen pizzas. And that's it. And I did that for a long time. We're talking like years. So, um, and it is, it is, if you're wondering, yes, it is humiliating to say it out loud, but I got to share the, the truth if I'm going to help others who may be suffering the way that I did. Um, so when I stopped drinking, my medication started working. I also started to just naturally start having, um, goals. Like I started feeling like being more physical. So, um, now I am one to kind of go overboard. I do have an obsessive personality. We've talked about this passion versus obsession. And so I started uh, having different health goals. And one of them was to do a five minute plank. And so I recruited a bunch of people at work and we would all go to uh, an area of our building and we would all drop and do uh, planks. And over multiple weeks, we would increase the amount of time that we were doing the plank until um, I got to five minutes. And then I had a, a 5k goal, which I accomplished and ended up running 5ks like four times a week, at least. So that was that was a happy time in my life. It just felt so good to accomplish that goal. And, um, and I bought all the correct tools for the job to, um, get my hygiene up to par. Um, I did have to go to a periodontist to deal with my, uh, teeth issue and, um, got into the regular habit of, of doing my brushing and my flossing and all that stuff. So, um, but you know, I had to start forcing myself to do it. I spent years not taking care of my body and, um, but all it, it took was to first just start, just put down the drink and then, um, slowly things started to, you know, my body wanted to survive after I put the alcohol down. When I had the alcohol in my body, it didn't want to survive. Well, it, it wanted to survive, but it thought survival depended on the alcohol. So when I took the alcohol away, um, it started to learn the right way to survive. So the second component of balance in my life is emotional. Back when I was drinking many, many years, I suffered from panic attacks. I was always uh, very anxious and nervous it made me nervous to leave the house. I eventually started working from home for about a decade. And towards the end of that time, I was nervous to even go to the grocery store. I just had so much uh, 
nervous energy constantly. I also emotionally, I didn't uh, feel things. I didn't process emotions. I didn't grieve. I didn't feel, um, you know, joy the way that the way that I feel, ha you know, joy now. Um, I just I didn't feel too much of anything. But yet, I cried a lot and I laughed a lot, but it was all on the surface. You know, there wasn't really any processing happening on the inside. So once I put alcohol down, I started going to my sobriety meetings. I went to addiction therapist. Again, my medication started working, which uh, dealt with a lot of that uh, nervous energy. And um, I think most importantly, on the emotional side, I started talking about how I felt. Uh, I started talking to my therapist, and I started talking to my sponsor. And the more that I was able to practice talking about my feelings, the easier it got. It, it really is fascinating to me that over the time that I drank more and more and more to the point that I was drinking 24-7, I was not ever talking about my feelings, ever. It was all locked inside of me in my dark place that I talk about. And it wasn't until I started just letting a little bit out at a time. And when I had uh, reactions from somebody that were that they were not surprised about what I was feeling, then I started feeling more comfortable sharing more. And the more I shared, the more I felt like I wasn't unique. There wasn't something wrong with me that I'm just like these other people who um, who have addictions and mental health issues and everything. I, I just didn't feel alone anymore. It was it was so lonely back then when when I was drinking and I didn't talk to anybody. So uh, the third component of balance for me, is spiritual. And again, I felt unique when I was drinking. And I felt, uh, I honestly, right now I'm feeling a little unique as far as my stroke symptoms and this vision impairment. I have not really found anybody who has the kind of impairment that I have to the degree that I have it. Um, so it makes me feel a little unique, and I don't like to feel unique. But um, but when I was drinking, um, I felt disconnected from others. And I felt I have been feeling a little disconnected from others um, over the past few months, but I'm doing taking action to connect. You know, I can't just sit there feeling disconnected. I need to actually do something about it. And I learned that in sobriety. Um, 
before I stopped drinking, I felt disconnected from the world, my family, my friends. The only, the only relationships that I never felt disconnected from is my kids. I always felt connected, no matter what. Um, I felt like I belonged whenever my kids were with me, um, no matter what. But anywhere else, I, I was just disconnected. I didn't feel like I fit in, like I was a part of any kind of fellowship or society. I didn't feel like the human race. I didn't even feel like I was a part of it. It was like if I was walking on the street through a bunch of people, I just felt like I wasn't even there, which is weird to try to articulate, but I just didn't feel like a part of anything, a part of the universe. I just felt like I was in my own world, literally in my own world, like the world was just inside my head and everybody else was was just a view to look at, you know, I didn't feel um, a part of. And, but one thing I did always feel is some kind of presence of, we call it in sobriety, a higher power. Um, some people call it God, some people call it the sun, some people call it the sobriety program. And what I call it is everything outside of myself. So that sounds weird when I just said I feel disconnected from everybody. But it's like um, the love from my kids would be an example. Um, my grandparents that passed away that would be another piece of my higher power. So it's that kind of stuff. And I always felt that. So the more that I learn about myself in sobriety and now with what I'm going through um, as a stroke survivor, the more I'm feeling connected to others. And what that means in my life is that my higher power is growing. It's getting bigger. The more that I have self-knowledge, self-love, self-respect, the more connected I feel to others and it might be because the more I feel all of those things the more I have left over to share with others the more happiness serenity and balance I have to share with others and and in turn I feel connected. These three components 
are what give me balance. The physical, the emotional, and the spiritual. And this is the balance that I need in life wherever I am. It leads me to the next right thing. Because I'm always listening now. I'm always listening inward. And I wasn't doing that before. I was so freaked out and anxious all the time by what was happening in my environment that I was never listening inward or looking inward. I didn't know myself very well. So the more that I'm able to do that, the more I can be present and outwardly focused on others. So that's what I have on balance. And I, um, I recommend spending some time thinking about what balance means to you. If it contains the word work, then you aren't looking far enough inward. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.